you telecast anywhere than what we've just witnessed here at Slim Jim's Halloween Havoc. Dean Malenko, perseverance, determination, like him or not, he is the Cruiserweight Champion, defeating Rey Mysterio Jr., who is every bit as much up to the test. Welcome to Last Match Standing, the podcast where we review, relive, and rank the 100 greatest wrestling matches of all time. As always, I'm Spencer. I'm referee Mark Curtis. And I'm Mike Tanay. And today, well, you are Mike Tanay. Let me just say. Thank you. You are Mike Tanay because what would be a WCW cruiserweight match without Iron Michael? It wouldn't be. It would be non-existent. Because they did not know how to call cruiserweight matches without Mike Tanay. That's correct. That is absolutely right. <laughs> and I was totally okay with it because Mike Tanay is one of my favorite commentators of all time. I'll say they did a better job commentating this match than if the Eddie Ray match. They actually like were competent for this one. Sure, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um, it was, uh, you know, Dusty Rhodes, Tony Schiavone, Bobby Heenan, and they were all a part of it. Um, but of course, Mike Tanay kind of takes takes the lead and he does but unlike the last time unlike the last time this is not a one-man show this time it's like definitely that everyone's trying right well i mean if you think back to our uh fatal four-way x division championship match that is currently what ranked number seven or something like that yeah uh that was mike because of mike today right it's like mike today and don west sell that match as such a big deal and it is but it helps having mike today on the other end of the microphone oh yeah i couldn't i couldn't agree more uh and if you haven't figured out what we're talking about we are talking about october 27th 1996 a year before ray mysterio and eddie guerrero face off at the same event that is wcw halloween havoc from Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, from the MGM Grand Garden Arena. And we are talking about the Cruiserweight Championship match, Dean Malenko versus Rey Mysterio Jr. Did you guys know that Kiss put the night before? Was it the night before? In the Grand? Yeah, yeah in the Grand. Apparently so did the, uh, the Who played there recently. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a, a Iron Mike Tyson boxing match. I'm like, yeah. I'm not thinking of his last name. <laughs> At one I, point, they just won't shut up about like, oh, we have the Kiss play performing last night. Later this month, we've got the Who? Who? Uh, the who? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I mean, that tells you they would rather talk about that than the cruiserweights. Well, no, no. If you notice, any time they mention we are in the MGM Grand, like you can't just say like they they have to say we're you can't say the Grand. No, the MGM Grand Arena. This is not Halloween Havoc. This is Slim, Slim Jim's Jim. Halloween Havoc. Halloween. There's Havoc. a lot of branding in this one. Is this the first match that we've had emanating from Las Vegas? I think so. I I don't think so. Um, I it could be. But something in my brain tells me that it's not. Okay. We'll have to go back into his handy-dandy notebook eventually. Yeah, that I have left far away from me, so I cannot <laughs> pick it up at this moment in time. Um, I knew we should have bought those wireless microphones. Totally my fault. I, can, I mean, I could mosey on over, but you get the point. Um, you know, someone's going to tell us if we've been in Las Vegas before or not, but I feel like we have. Um, and if I'm wrong... Well, I'll tell you no what. No one will be surprised. <laughs> it may not have been a, a hotbed for professional wrestling back then, but it sure is right now. Because yep, no kidding. 
AEW goes to Vegas at least annually. Oh yeah. I really want to make it over there for a double or nothing. I mean, it'll it'll be a lot of fun. You it know, we actually uh, you're probably hearing this a little bit after, but as of this recording, we just watched yesterday AEW Revolution. It was awesome. And I know we haven't covered any AEW matches, and that's mainly because we don't want to be creatures of the moment, and we don't want to say, oh, this is so awesome because we just watched it, and it's one of the greatest matches of all time because I just watched it. But that tag team match was one of the greatest matches oh, of all yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Young Buck, Hangman, and Kenny Omega. It was phenomenal. Yeah, you know, I haven't watched any AEW, uh, and that is solely because of, of a later AEW crawl that we will probably do at some point in life. Um, so I've, I've purposely left myself out of it. Keep it, it is, all fresh. It is difficult. It's going to gonna be fun to have Spencer's genuine reactions to these matches, though. Yeah, I'm super excited about doing it. I'm kind of like starting to get the itch about starting it because um, it has been so good, and I know that. Um, and I, you know, Revolution was a great show from what I gathered, and um, that tag team match, like you said, was the cream of the crop. So I would not be surprised if that one touches this list at some point. And uh, so the, the AEW crawl will be coming up uh, once we hit a particular tier on our Patreon. So if you're interested in hearing about AEW crawl and hearing us <laughs> go through and hearing Spencer's genuine reactions to all these true. AEW matches for the first yeah. time, uh, <laughs> then head over to Patreon and, and support us there and uh, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, and the good news <laughs> is, is that uh, you know by subscribing to Patreon, um, you do get the Last Mania standing spinoff, which is so fun. Uh, we just uploaded WrestleMania 6. Uh, So we've done WrestleMania 1 through 6 so far. It's been captivating television, if nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, we get our trivia episodes. As of this recording, I am the last match standing champion. For now. Longest reigning? I'm the youngest last match standing champion. That's for sure. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, Plenty of fun stuff there, and and there's going to be more stuff coming too to Patreon. So super excited for that. But Las Vegas, Nevada is where we're at, um, you know, before AEW made it cool again. A Cruiserweight Championship match. This is our first Dean Malenko match on the list. Uh, Rey Mysterio obviously has been on before, at this event before. Yes, um, yes he has. And uh, Mark Curtis is the referee, like you said. Slouchy Mark Curtis. Slouchy. Uh, he looks like every other referee at this time period, which means he's got a mullet and a mustache. <laughs> yep, and he's got no posture. It was literally part of the costume. It was like, all right, well, grow out your mustache. <laughs> yeah, that, this well, is him, how it works. Him, Randy Anderson, and uh, Nick Patrick all look identical. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, by the way, if you just if you decided you're like, "Hey, I'm going to go fact check these guys." Uh, you know, I don't know if they know what they're talking about. Spencer sounds like he's particularly foolish. I am going to go to Wikipedia and see if they're right about this stuff. Um, and if you went on Wikipedia for Halloween Havoc 1996, you would not see Mark Curtis's name. You would just see Nick Patrick and Randy Anderson. And there were more referees than that. I'm just saying. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I didn't do any research because Mike Tanay told me everything you I needed to know right about, about this that. match. Hell yeah, yeah Everything. <clears throat> like before the match even starts, this is the fifth meeting between these two gentlemen. They're the rubber bash, the last one, which ended the Great American Bash and in a controversial fashion. I'm like, thank you, Mike. I don't have to do my research <laughs> now. <laughs> like this current mask here was stolen by Ray Mysterio. That's why it's so important to him. I'm like, so he had it. Okay. God bless he, Mike today. He gives yeah. us all the backstory, the things that we have to go search for for hours reading up this. Nope. He tells us everything we need to know. You know what he didn't give us? What's that? Did you know Dean Malenko's real name is Dean Simon? As in Simon, Simon Dean. Dean backwards. <laughs> I am not kidding you. <laughs> His name is Dean Simon. So do you think 
Simon Dean is a rib on Dean Malenko. Probably is because he would have been an agent backstage. <laughs> oh. oh, this is so perfect. I'm so happy. No, I don't think he's a motivational speaker or, uh, or anything like that, but... But uh, the man is talented. The, you know, oh, they, talented. they must have thought, let's take Dean Malenko's personality and make Simon Dean wear the opposite of that. <laughs> but Simon Dean is like, hey, ah, Simon system, yay, workout, look good, lift weights, suck in the ring. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Malenko was actually born into a wrestling family. His father, Boris Malenko, prominent wrestling figure. Dean actually started off as a referee in the Tampa area, and he worked uh, briefly as a referee for WWF, believe it or not, in really? the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in 94, Malenko joined ECW, where he earned the name The Shooter because he had that, you know, mat-based style resembling the UFC champion fighter Hoist Gracie. And actually, people called him The Shooter because he looked like Hoist Gracie. Oh, wow. Which he kind of did. He yeah. kind of does. Yeah. That's I thought he was called The Shooter just because he whipped the gun out in the ring. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Paul, make it shit up again. Uh, uh, so before leaving ECW for WCW in 95, Malenko and Eddie Guerrero had a series of incredible matches. Widely regarded as the worst of all time. Is that true? Terrible, terrible. Yeah, that's like, what I Why figured. would you right. ever watch Dean Malenko <laughs> versus Eddie, Eddie Guerrero? Guerrero. Uh, but yeah, if you want to check it out on the network, they have a series of great matches on ECW uh, in, in 95. Uh, I mean, talk about lucky-ass Pennsylvania fans getting that oh, match. No shit. <laughs> uh, but this rivalry, Rey Mysterio and Dean Malenko, started in 95 when Eric Bischoff started bringing in younger, uh, smaller talent for WCW Nitro. While uh, Shinjiro Otani is long forgotten as the first WCW Cruiserweight champion, uh, most of the Cruiserweights from WCW are considered one of the greatest, some of the greatest wrestlers of all time. You have people like Dean Malenko, Jamie Noble, Chris Jericho, Eddie Guerrero. I mean, this is wrestling royalty. Yeah, you think about it. This is already where this is episode 31. So two of our 31 matches have featured specifically WCW Cruiserweight Championship matches. And I guarantee you these, this will not be the last one of those. Nope. So, I mean, it, it really is something special. Um, and you can credit WCW for making, you know, sort of this style of wrestling popular in America at this time, which is incredible. Well, Bischoff used the Cruiserweights to tell a story that wasn't big guys of 80s right. WWF past. You know, this was, after a while of doing nothing but washed up WWF stuff, they needed some energy. They needed to breathe some life into Nitro. Yeah, we were tired of the Nacho Man and the Huckster, which we would get the main event. Yeah, seriously. Right, in this show. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, well, the Cruiserweights, while known for having the more like fast-paced, in-your-face stuff, they were very diverse, right? You want technical wrestling? Check out Malenko and Jericho. You want hard-hitting? Check out La Parca and Psychosis. But if you're looking... For something you've never seen before, for some innovative offense, look no further than Rey Mysterio. Who's that jumping off the boat? Jumping off the boat? What? <laughs> Quite possibly, both the earliest and greatest feud in the WCW Cruiserweight division was Rey Mysterio versus Dean Malenko. These two just have unbelievable chemistry. I mean, it's the Iceman versus the Mystery Man. Well, I mean, you just think about the style that Dean Malenko brings to the table. Yeah, you'd think they wouldn't mesh well together, but they do. They do. It's almost like they were meant to uh, be across the ring from each other. Well, Fight forever. Yeah, and it's kind of, you know, and I, and I made this point kind of 
you know, before we started the show, I said this match is 18 minutes and 32 seconds. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 kind of lengthy, especially for a cruiserweight match. But I think it's because of the styles that match up between Malenko and Rey Mysterio. Because I think that typically, like Ray and Eddie was 12 ish minutes, right? If I yeah about correctly. that, it was it was short. <clears throat> but because of the way Malenko wrestles, you know, the thousand holds, he's able to ground Rey Mysterio in a, in an interesting way. I think that they're able to balance that high flying with technical wrestling and it's able to to draw the match out more but it it makes them fit so well together and it makes for a very unique style of match completely completely agree so after starting his career at the age of 14 yep mysterio started working for triple a and ecw before making his way to world championship wrestling for his debut against none other than dean malenko and that match was for the cruiserweight championship yep yep and right from the start, you can tell these guys mesh so well, like we were talking about. Um, you know, Mysterio being the high-flying, fast-paced, in-your-face offense, and Malenko bringing him down to the mat and slowing it down. Uh, it, this, the strategy that Malenko uses in this match and throughout their entire their entire run is, I've got to keep this guy down. I can't let this yeah. guy jump on me. Nope. Because once Mysterio gets on you, he can spin around about eight times and then throw you in any direction. Right. Well, he does it in this match. He does. Malenko, he does end up retaining the championship in their first bout, uh, but he does so having to resort to using a dirty pin. And so it sort of sets up this deal. It's just like, okay, maybe he can't beat Mysterio. In July at Bash at the Beach, Mysterio defeats longtime rival Psychosis in a number one contenders match, earning another shot at the Cruiserweight Championship and at D. Malenko. So the next night on the July, on the July 8th episode of WCW Monday Nitro, Mysterio defeats Malenko to win his first Cruiserweight Championship. And he reigned as champion for about three months leading into Halloween Havoc. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Yeah. Um, it's funny to think about because like Ray, Ray and Eddie, Eddie was a champ going in. So this time it's kind of rolls reverse. Ray gets to be the champ going into this match against Dean Malenko. And they already have that story built up. And Mike May tells, all, tells us all about it. Oh, is, yeah. He gives us all the backstory we need. Um, but I do have one complaint. And that is a subpar title graphic. Yeah, it's the like, beginning of whoosh, this done. Oh, I don't even remember it. Exactly, you don't. It wasn't great. That's you know, my only complaint. That's what it does. Whoosh. Did they actually show the belt? No, it was no. just the words WCW Cruiserweight. Cruiserweight. Yeah, it goes whoosh. Because that belt is, is gorgeous. That belt is a thing of beauty. Love it. Yeah, love it. Remember Eddie's pants that he wore that kind of resembled the, the belt uh, oh, yeah. in 97? Yeah, so good. Good reason. Yeah. Absolutely. So before we get into the match itself, yeah. uh, a while back, the uh, there was an interview where Malenko spoke to WWE about one of his best matches, and he would say the night he defended his cruiserweight championship against Rey Mysterio in the debut. And okay, that was, yeah, that, he, that, he thinks for, yeah. he thinks back to that match, and he said it was that was such a special night for me because Rey was an opponent I always wanted to work against in the ring. I asked the offices of WCW if they could bring him in for a shot at my Cruiserweight Championship because it was a match that I anticipated having a lot of fun with. I love when two styles clash, Ray bringing a Lucha Libre style and a very impactful, aerially talented guy and myself being more of a mat technician. The two innovative lightweights just missed each other in ECW. So it would have been, uh, you know, could you imagine if they would have clashed uh, in ECW? Right. Like, throw some chairs in there. <laughs> right. Because yep. uh, Malenko left in August of 95. Mysterio arrived the following month. Uh, but in WCW, the Cruiserweight Championship, 
uh, had recently been uh, revived, right? Malenko is actually only the second champion at in that iteration. Um, so, but Malenko goes on to say, what really stands out about that night was the guys in the back being really disappointed seeing Ray. They thought that he was really small, very young, which we, we kind of laugh at now. But it ended up being one of the only times in 20-some-odd years of being in the business that I walked back into the dressing room and my peers stood on their feet applauding this guy's ability and what he did that night. It was a really neat scene for me, and to see it definitely welcome Ray into the fold of WCW. It was a great moment and one that I cherish very highly. So high praise from the Man of a Thousand Holds right off the bat. And this was before... Uh, the match that we're talking about now. That's a little bit crazy in, in such a good way, right? But it speaks to not only um, how good they are together in the ring, but the respect that they ultimately the will have for each other. Um, and that's why a rivalry like this works uh, because they're able to grow each other in, in the best ways. Oh, definitely. And, and we see that. You know, this match is, is different than the one they have um, the first time when Ray comes in and gets a title shot. Uh, so it's, it's really, really fun and I am really glad we're covering it because there's, there's a lot to kind of, to break down. You know what really gave me hope whenever I saw their entrances? What's that? Elvis lives, guys. Oh. Elvis lives. Elvis does live. Um, one of the gravestones says so. And who am I to argue? The set for Halloween Havoc. (laughs) It's a treat. It's it is so good. I just love like the demon goblin child that's in like every single one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and so they have these series of gravestones. <laughs> and they all have random shit on them. And the one that says Elvis. Underneath it, it says lives. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's the best. Um, we also get the Slim Jim turnbuckles again, which is super. You got to love the Slim Jim turnbuckle. Not just turnbuckles. Like they have Slim Jim branding on every corner. And every time, like I said before, every time they mention Halloween Havoc, this is Slim Jim's Halloween Havoc. When Malenko makes his entrance, he's carrying Rey Mysterio's mask. Yes. Uh, because he had, he had previously stolen it, right? So that's part of the story that Mike today gets to tell us, is Malenko has Rey Mysterio's mask. and actually plays a part in the match, kind of as we, as we get into the early going of it. Um, but Rey Mysterio, you know what I love about Rey Mysterio in this era is the question mark. Right, like he's got it on his armbands, his, like, and and you know he's kind of come back to that a little bit now. The man of mystery, but it's a lot of fun. It's, I mean, it's perfect for his name. As we get going here, uh, Malenko gets the early advantage. Well, he immediately just does a backdrop and starts putting the boots to Ray. Yeah, and then within thirty seconds, we have a cloverleaf attempt. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, and this one early. <laughs> well, it's it's really fun to watch because Dean actually early on goes for his leg, and Ray just hops over him. It's like he's so quick. And uh, Dean goes for a cravat takedown, which he uses like Ooh. so yeah. perfect at yeah. doing a cravat takedown. But Ray just front flips through it. And it's not even like a forward roll. He just literally front, flip. front flips like a quick boop. How in the oh, yeah, world? Like, the reversals in the opening like minute are so quick. It's like blinking. You will miss them. Yeah. And, and, and for us who you know are trying to break this thing down for you guys. It's pause, rewind, start over again repeatedly. <laughs> you know, because it's, it is blinking. You'll miss it. But I gotta say though, that tilt world into a head scissor, which gets turned into a very deep arm drag. Like, okay, here we go. Yeah. We're we're sixty seconds in. And it's perfect because you see it starts off the first thing that happens is the attempted Texas cloverleaf. And then the next thing you know, Rey Mysterio is <laughs> flying throughout the air, tossing mm-hmm. Dean Malenko around the ring. So you you see front and center these this clash of styles yeah. and, and what each starts. man's strategy is gonna be going in. 
where we get the, within within a minute of this match, we get a two death-defying Tope Suicidas. Mm-hmm. After the second one, the first one's kind of scary. The second one's like, okay, there we go. After the second one, Ray just switches masks in the middle of the ring. Yeah, he he takes the mask that that Malenko had brought to the ring, and he's like, I'm, I'm taking it back, right? And so in the middle of the ring, he switches, which is crazy, the fact that he does that at all. But Mike Tanay says it's the same mask, the second one, it's the same mask that Ray wore when he won the Cruiserweight title. Yeah, so it means so, a lot to him. Yeah, so it means a lot to him, and, and maybe it'll bring him the luck that he needs to defend it successfully. Man, that's springboard moonsault Ooh, that Ray hits early on. of beauty. It's, it's gorgeous, but he's caught in the middle of it, and so he can't follow up with it. Uh, Mysterio then escapes Dean's clutches and mounts Dean's shoulders, but Dean flips him over and is about to powerbomb him. And this is very reminiscent of how Malenko won their first match against each other at Great American Bash. But it's not enough at this time. We get a hurricanrana to a jackknife cover. <laughs> Sorry, that's how I used to win matches. The, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is how Paul that's reacts good. to jackknife covers. I like that a lot. Um, they, they just have an unbelievable series right here. I also noticed that at this point, Malenko has not used the same hold twice. Nope. No. He's got. He decides he wants to focus in on in the fir- in their first match. He wanted to focus in on the arm, and he had about ten thousand different uh, ways to torture the arm. And this one, it's all about the back. The back. Yep. Oh man, he does this. I thought he was going to go for the cloverleaf here, but no, he does like this really sick, like modified bow and arrow lock on the side, locks the leg, and okay, he's got like almost like a single Boston crap. No, then he grabs that arm, and then he sh- pushes that shin into the lower of Ray's back and starts wrenching and pulling, and I'm like. Dear Lord, stop! You're gonna kill him. Well, yeah, I mean, the, Ray's back is taken to the woodshed in this one, right? Oh, so yeah. he gets a bow and arrow. There are backbreakers, camel clutches. There's one point where Malenko's using the apron and yeah. the, the grapevines. You name it. One of one of my favorite parts of this of this bit where he's focusing on the back is Ray goes for a, a head scissors, and on his on like during Ray's spin, Malenko catches him. And drops him into a side slam. Oh, uh, like it hurt like hell. It did, too. and it, that impact. Well, because you have the momentum, great. you have the momentum of Ray spinning over, and yep. Dean used that against him to slam him into the ring. I mean, you can hear it, and you can see the agony in Ray's face. Ray's oh, selling yeah. is on point in this one. And not to be done by that, Malenko does a super backplex, and then he locks him into a fucking triangle hold, and then does the stiffest brainbuster in the history of wrestling. It was so stiff. You know, it's what's interesting is Malenko seems he's he's rough in this match, yeah. And and you can tell, and it's not just from the stiff brainbuster and from these submission holds that are really tough. Uh, at one moment, he goes for like the the slingshot onto the onto the ropes, you know, the suplex oh, slingshot, like, but he doesn't drop Ray on his stomach. He's on his knees. He lands on his knees on that oh. top rope. And you mentioned before how he he does the the uh, camel clutch. I referred to it. As the Malenko recliner. <laughs> hey, I like that. And boy, does Dean have heat when he puts that on. Yeah, he does. Oh, for ooh, sure. they start booing. It seems like this really cool story that I like that that's going on in the first half and into the second half of the match is every time Rey Mysterio tries to pick up the pace and tries to start flipping all over the ring and tries to springboard, um, Malenko 
just stops him in his he's tracks. He's got an answer. He's got an answer, and he brings him right back to the mat. Oh, God, there's one point he's going, he's like, he's building up ahead of steam, and Malenko just like locks in the sleeper and immediately falls on his back and has the great vines. And then we get an amazing call from Bobby Brandon. Whoop, siesta time there. That's uh, bye, Chico. Like, <laughs> Ooh, Bobby, don't say that. They're telling the story. Uh, Mike Tanea is talking about how, as cruiserweight champ, Rey Mysterio um, has gotten a busier schedule. You know, like it's it's a big deal that he won the cruiserweight title, and so he's he's been to you know x amount of shows in two weeks, and and he's going he's tired, and so they're kind of telling that story about why maybe Dean Malenko has the advantage early on, and uh, Bobby, that's this great line. Um, he's so tired he can't grow hair. <laughs> yeah, uh, Rey Mysterio has a shaved head at this point, and around this point, I noticed in the upper right hand corner of the screen, Bill after taking pictures, and I could not pay attention to anything else. That's right. It was an interesting crowd. Guy with a top hat in the front row. I thought it was Gene Simmons until he stood up. Oh, no, he's got a beard. <laughs> <laughs> like, They're in Vegas. Pop Shango's shirt in the front, which yeah. was interesting. What the fuck was that about? Why not? Yeah, it, whatever. It's like four years too late. Buddy. 1996. <laughs> it's four years too late. But do y'all remember the flip senton on Malenko to the outside? Ray literally, uh, he gets so much distance on this thing. And it's like, it's, it's absolutely flawless. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's you know it's it's a move that that he had done in the, in their first go around, but he hits it so much better this time. Oh yeah, um, it's, it's so so. I, I'm trying to think of the right word I would use. Um, artistic might be a word I yeah, use. I think so. It's a good is, word. That's that's how it's just fresh. And oh so yeah, clean. And, and so like when we come back into the ring, Ray attempts a victory roll, but that sucker is blocked. And then to quote Bobby Heaton once again, we get about 806 moves by both men here, like. Because they can't keep up. Because yeah. it's like reverse, 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 reverse. Power bomb. <laughs> get your power bomb. Streak continues. continues. Uh, we also get, you know, and something that Paul and I have talked about, and we, I think we've all talked about it on the show, is um, how much we love an Eddie Guerrero tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. Oh, it's I flawless. think the one that Dean does is even stiffer. But not to be outdone, Dean Malenko hits that tilt-a-whirl backbreaker on Ray. And maybe, maybe oh. this whole time it's just been Ray Mysterio taking the tilt-a-whirl. That's so good. I don't know what it is. But ultimately, it's gorgeous and it looks like Ray bends in half. It does. It, it, he does bend in half. Ray Mysterio is able to do some things with his body that are just not fair. So there's one point where Ray gets up and starts spinning around Malenko as he does. And it looks like there's one point where he was going to go for a head scissors or a rana, but he stops himself in midair and just rolls forward and does a victory roll. And yes. it's like, I just had, I did not see that coming from oh, the no. way he was moving. Oh, no. And, and not to be outdone by that, he does a fucking springboard corkscrew moonsault to the outside. Why not? Yeah. I and mean, completely, they overshoot the pads and land on the concrete. Uh, whenever Dean gets him back in the ring... Uh, one of the things that Dean does to try and slow the momentum of Mysterio is he puts on a standing sleeper. Yep. Did you notice how much space Dean leaves between his body and Ray's when he puts on the sleeper? You don't oh, yeah. see a lot of people do that. And what it does is it allows you to actually kind of sink in a little bit deeper and get a little bit further under the throat, right? Because if you're right there on top of him, uh, you're you're just kind of on top of each other, but if you you use that leverage, so what you get when that happens is you get Ray instead of standing straight up, he's he's leaned back. Yep, and that's how you get that lock really cinched in. And you're absolutely right. It, it's something that that's it's a minor thing, but it makes all the difference. It's one of those things where it it kind of 
it almost entices Ray to struggle. And Bobby Heenan puts it best. The more you struggle, the faster you go out. Yep. Yeah. So absolutely. maybe that's what he wants him to do. But out of nowhere, we get what I refer to as the jump scare herd Karana. Just out of nowhere, Hurricane Rana. I'm like, oh God, here we go. Ray goes for another one. Nope. Sit out power bomb. Dean Malenko's arm trap suplexes. Oh, they're so quick. Are brutal. And they're just beautiful. They look so mm. painful. It's because they are. Yeah. <laughs> it's I wouldn't want to take one. They're real, man. It's real. <laughs> but and Dean Dean goes for a second tilt a world backbreaker at one point, and Ray just turns in midair and lands on top of Dean instead. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Just... It's it's like holy shit. They are going back and forth, back and forth. You know, it looks like Malenko's got control until Rey Mysterio, you know, slips out of his grasp and does oh, yeah. something high, you know, high octane and, and you know, high risk. And, um, you know, as to be expected, this match kind of ends on the top rope. Yeah, they go to the top rope and I'm like, they're looking kind of shaking. Oh, what the hell are they doing? Ray attempts to do a hurricane, which is, as we remember, is how he beat Eddie Guerrero. But yeah. Dean says, nope. I think I'm going to do a top rope gut wrench power bomb. And I stood up and said, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the gut wrench power bomb was my finish. It sure fuck was. yeah. It and sure that was. wins Demolinko, the cruiserweight title. Wow. <laughs> so the gut wrench and then the jackknife cover. I mean, listen, Demolinko, your guy. Yeah, and I actually noticed one point. So we actually get two different variations of a jackknife cover in this match. And yeah. we get jackknife covers uh, very rarely, uh, it seems nowadays. So it's it's so we love really, it when we see it. It's yeah. really fresh to see. I don't think people know how to do them anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you had flawless flip sentons everywhere. You had flawless backbreakers and arm trap suplexes. There's everything you could possibly want as a wrestling fan is in this match. Fuck me, this match is good. <laughs> I haven't, man, I haven't heard that one in a while. I know, either. right? Yeah, that's good. Uh, Tony Schiavone says, uh, you're not going to find a better opening bout on a pay-per-view telecast anywhere than what we just witnessed. Hard to argue. He's correct, because in 96, the opening contests of WWF matches were not, notoriously, were not very good. They're usually the, eh, just go out there and do what we tell you to do in five minutes, and it doesn't get over, and then they blame the performers. Awesome. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> Such is 1996 WWF. Hey, boy, this was fun, though. This was fun. Oh, yeah, Lincoln, Rey Mysterio. I mean, we could do a whole spinoff last WCW Cruiserweight Championship match standing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so many good ones. So it felt like this match. Listen, on a poll, by the way, that was full of incredible matches. Uh, you know, we did a Twitter poll, uh, and there was four matches that were very diverse, but uh, all that deserved to make the list. And this one edged it out. Um, and with a good reason, you know, so super glad we were able to cover it. Um, and I, you know, I guess I have to ask favorite, favorite moments. What do you think? What the gut wrench super, the <laughs> superplex, the gut wrench power bomb off the top rope. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, I, I think the moment that Ray decides to come back inside while Dean is in the middle of the, of the ring, Ray hits this flip senton that is just flawless. It looks, oh, yeah. it, it looks like he's weightless. Yeah. Cause he is. Yeah, just about. Uh, I think what I appreciate is the attention to detail from Dean Malenko. Yeah. You know, and and how strategic he is in, in keeping Rey Mysterio off, you know, off the ropes. And I think that's so, it's just, you know, it's easy to tell the story about Rey Mysterio likes to jump. Let's make sure he doesn't do that. Yeah. But the Keep way Malenko, grounded. yeah, exactly. The way Malenko does it, though, is very intentional. 
and very legitimate, and it's just something that I super appreciate. Talk about an underrated guy. Oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, Dean? Hell yeah. You know, and they describe him in the match as no nonsense, right? And that's absolutely right. That's the the Iceman. Iceman. He was the Iceman. And um, it was just one of those things that he could wrestle with anybody on the planet. He just could. The only thing that I guess that, would you say that Dean LaMico was held back? You know, did he underachieve? What, what's I your kind of so. I think so. I think Demilico never got a fair shake. Like, I mean, WCW, they knew how to use him, but they wouldn't let him get go beyond cruiserweight. And by the time he comes to the to WWF four years later, oh, you're the ladies' man. I'm like, really? You're going to give him a ladies' man gimmick? He, like, his whole personality is that he's so intense and he's he's the ice man. He's made yeah. a thousand holds, and you're going to give him that gimmick? That was not the right gimmick for him. I would I would rather have seen him go like a full uh, amateur wrestling gimmick. I, I would love to have seen a WrestleMania main event of Kurt Angle versus Dean Malenko. I was just thinking, can yeah. you imagine him and Kurt? They, they would have destroyed any arena at any or, time. Or Malenko and Owen. Uh, I would well, love to have seen that. Well, yeah. I know it's so sad. It is a it is it's a super big bummer. Um, I'm just curious because Dean Malenko is a guy that like it's to to casual wrestling fans, he's the guy that you know was good, but you haven't seen much of his stuff, mm-hmm. which I think is very interesting um, because it's more than worth watching any of his matches because they're just so good and it's and it's different than a lot of what you see, especially in his weight class. Um, so. You know the the clashing of styles here between Ray and Dean Malenko is is enough to keep you focused on the match because they're even though it's eighteen minutes it's not it's not like Eddie and Ray where no. they're flying all over the ring for for twelve minutes and this one has a slower pace to it but it makes sense in you know kind of in the frame of the story and I think that's a good thing oh I agree absolutely uh, and now it's time to rank it oh yeah you okay. know uh, this is the part where normally we complain that we have to do this. And uh, I, for some reason, feel okay about it. I have no idea where you guys are going to be, but okay, um, I don't know where I'm going to be either. <laughs> but well, good. Well, since you're so excited about it, why don't you oh, go first? Great. Thank you. <laughs> I talked myself into this corner, and I totally regret it. Um, first things first. If I'm going to compare it to anything on the list... I'm going to compare it to Halloween having 1997. Eddie and Ray. Uh, that's the first place I went to. Yeah, and this is lower than that. Uh, ultimately. Oh, yeah. Uh, I feel like that's a superior match. And sure. I think that has to do with just the fact that felt like those two just worked like perfectly together. And that was lightning in a bottle. It's never going to be replicated. Yeah, uh, agreed. So bump that down the list. So, well, I think the next logical thing to say would be, does it make the top 10? It's obviously not in the top, top eight. Top 10? I don't think so. So we're looking at John Cena and Shawn Michaels being the, the guardian of the top 10. It doesn't, doesn't quite do it for me. Yeah, there, I right? think they successfully defend the top 10. Okay. I, I agree with that. So, I, I mean, let's go down to top 20 just to kind of think it, think it broad. Sure. <clears throat> um, number 20 is uh, Juice and Thunder Liger and the Great Muda. Same year? Around the same? Oh, my God. They're in the same day. October 1996, New Japan. Wow. Oh, gosh. There's that notebook of mine way over there that I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, same month, if not the same day. Wow. You know, yeah. oh, that would be crazy. That is really interesting. Do you, What do you think, though? Do you think that this match passes that Liger one? Muda? Um. So I think Liger Muda is a really good number 20. As a guardian of the of the top twenty, because that match is so iconic and means so much to wrestling, and is 
seven days before this, ah, <laughs> this match. Okay, so we looked it up. Seven, <laughs> you know, days. seven days. While we were discussing that, I thought, you know what? I know the perfect spot for this. I would put this right behind the 1992 Royal Rumble match. You'd put it at 22? Yeah, right above Mike Awesome and Tanaka and right behind Royal Rumble match. Well, here we are trying to, trying to break it down, and you're just decisive, and I appreciate that about you, Paul. You just said this is what it's going to be. 22. Uh, that, that's where I would put it. Interesting. Interesting. I would actually go lower than that. Really? I would. I would probably put it Oh god. You know you know where I actually would put it is is uh 2029. Really? You yeah. put it under curtain chain? I I'd put it right above curtain. I'm sorry, chain. Uh, right above. Yeah, right You'd above. You put it right above curtain chain? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and right below the world's cutest tag team and the young bucks. Okay. That's where I would put it. And I like I feel like I need to like shield myself <laughs> from the tomatoes or something. I don't think you need to shield anything. Uh, it's a great match. Um, there were moments when I'm like, man, I thought like they could do a little bit more. And they do a lot more. I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. Yeah, you know, I don't know what it is for me. And and I kind of was... This I, almost feels like a match that should have gone on a little bit longer. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine they had five more minutes? Yeah, I think what, part of what it was, and, and I was trying to trying to frame it in my mind, because... There's no standout moment to me that screams like, oh, that's new and that's fresh and that's wow. Um, and it, but I don't think that a match has to have that to be considered one of the greatest of all time. Sure. You know, like that's, and that's what I had to have to keep telling myself. Um, I do think it's, it's a clinic. I think they do an incredible job. Um, I, do, I don't know what it is. It just doesn't click for me. Uh, there's something that doesn't click, and I haven't quite figured out what it is yet, but that's where I'm at right now. So, the referee. I would agree that it. <laughs> you said the referee. The referee. It is. It's his fault. <laughs> Why not? Just blame the referee. Search too large. His posture. I would agree that it doesn't quite make it to the top twenty for me. I think Liger and Muda put on a better performance uh, overall. Um, doing the crawl down twenty one Royal Rumble. Uh, I mean, it's just just such a huge match. How do you how yeah. do you how do you top that with uh, with this? I mean, I think. I would go down so far as to put it at number 25 above CM Punk and The Undertaker from WrestleMania 29. I think that match, it set out to accomplish some of the things that this one did. So it, it seems fair to compare in that you have two clashing styles and you have someone trying to overcome uh, seemingly unsurmountable odds. Um, but this one accomplishes a little bit more as far as uh, actual technical wrestling ability and some oh shit pops from me. Well, I do think that the, technically, of course, this match beats it, but I think storytelling-wise, Punk Undertaker beats it. Well, you did have the the mask at play. Yeah. Uh, you had them building the cruiserweight division from the ground up. Um, I think there's a little bit of importance that, that goes with that that, for me, solidifies it as number 25. I agree with that. You know the word, and I... I feel a little bit bad about this next word I'm going to say, but it's the word that just flashed my mind when I was thinking about it. And this is kind of the word that I think describes this match for me. Forgettable. You think? You think this is forgettable? It, it's forgettable to me. And I don't know what it is. It And maybe I think this is part of like the issue with. All right, everybody. This is at Spencer Hunt. Yeah, um, you can, when- it's fine. I It's fine. I think this is part of the problem with uh, see because I'll also have my name wrong, so it's totally <laughs> fine. Um, I, the problem I think with watching almost exclusively the greatest matches of all time is that sometimes you're a little underwhelmed with what you see because we're used to watching all these incredible 
phenomenal matches that sure. we have to research sure. for. Um, so when I'm looking at this list and I look at rewatchability and I look at um, you know things that stand out and pop out to me, these other ones stand out to me more. I, I think I would be I would put it maybe underneath Undertaker CM Punk at 26, but I do also appreciate the um, importance part of things, and I think that should be noted and should be worth it. Um, I I would be okay putting it at 25 right above CM Punk Undertaker because of that important note that you you said there. I do think this match deserves a spot on the list. Like, don't oh yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not trying to say like this is trash. We, we wouldn't have not. reviewed it and taken the research if we didn't right. think it belonged. <laughs> right, right, right. I just for me out of 31 matches now, it's just not my favorite of the 31. Understandable, Which is totally fine. Paul, how do you feel about 25? Do you think that's 25? too low, too high? Uh, no, it's a little bit lower than I would have put it, but a little bit higher than you would have put it. So I think that's fair, like right in the middle. Yeah, I think that's okay. Yeah, it is. You know, 22, 29, and 25. I think that's probably pretty fair. Yeah. Um, so there you have it. And 25 is my favorite number, just as a general note. <laughs> but not resume 25. No. <laughs> it'll oh, be, just give it some time. It'll be interesting to see if this remains at 25 or if things uh, things move. Yeah, because I do think that putting it right next to CM Punk Undertaker is a really interesting you know, divide. It really is. There. So I don't know what's going to go in between that. I think that's fascinating. Hey, listen, that was kind of hard. That was tough. That was very tough. I don't think I liked it too much. <laughs> <laughs> that was intense, but not as intense as the Iceman himself. That's right. Uh, and listen, if you are mad at me for my opinion, um, you can absolutely um, reach out to me on Twitter. Um, and you can do that at L-A-N-D-O-N underscore <laughs> hey, L-A-M-S. That's, that's my Twitter. No, Feel not. free to... Uh, <laughs> You're an ass. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, yeah, so 31 matches in. We're almost a third of the way through. We are officially oh, man. Um, into the second half of season two Yep. already. I feel like the second season is just a whirlwind. It's just flying by. Well, we've got some like, really good matches so far. So I'm like really excited to see where we go in like, the rest of season three, uh, two and then even season three. Yeah, it's going to be really, really good. And hey, I, we finally broke the mold of like ranking it around 15. You know, I think we did that. It's only three, three in a row. Three in a row. <laughs> um, but we're out of that, so that's kind of nice. Um, but the powerbomb streak continues, which is oh, yeah. phenomenal. They were two in this match. That makes up for not being one of the previous match, so that's the streak true. carries on. I Look, powerbombs don't lie. Those are the rules. Guaranteed the next match will have at least four powerbombs in it. He's guaranteeing. So Guaranteed. that means we have to put up Twitter polls. We got to find with, a match. With all power matches. Bomb matches. Who does a power bomb as a finish? Only we're only doing uh, badass. We're doing diesel American matches. Badass we're we're, we're gonna do. We're gonna, yeah, American badass. We could do diesel versus Psycho Sid. They both do power bombs. <laughs> See, uh, <laughs> there would be four power bombs in that one. <laughs> what if we did one Brock Lesnar match when he used to do the three power bombs like back? Oh then. yeah, his debut is triple power bomb. Yeah. See, that's three right there. So as long as does that twice, we're think, good. You know who else does that move? Chris Jericho does he the does. triple power I bet bomb. if we find a Jericho Mysterio match, he'll do like the double power bomb like four times and there'll be like eight power bombs. We're like, here we go. Actually, there <laughs> is that for a there while. is a Chris Jericho versus Rey Mysterio match that could go on this list. I completely agree with that. Completely agree but with that. Is there at least two power bombs? I don't know. I haven't watched it in a while. We'll have to check it out. In the meantime, send more match suggestions <laughs> via Twitter, via our email, which is lastmatchstanding at gmail.com. Please, please, please. We love the feedback. We would love to hear more from our fans. And uh, yeah, I've never done the send off before, so I'm <laughs> you were doing great. Actually, I was. I was like, it's kind of cozy over here. I know, right? To it. That was uh, really good. So number thirty, episode number thirty-one in the books. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Paul. I'm Spencer. I'm Landon, and this, this is, is Last Match Standing. Match standing.